Now, our next guest on this podcast is a lady called Julia. She's an award-winning professional opera singer. I want to hear that voice. It's going to be amazing. A vocalist who has been committed to a craft for 23 years. That's, that's mastery, isn't it? 23 years. And today she confidently shares her teachings and, ins and insights to, tho to those that feel unheard, defeated, or feel like they've lost their voice. And her mission in life is to assist people in healing, recovering their voices so they can lead a better life. And she helps unlock your full potential in every aspect of your life, which sounds amazing. And it, she says it's tailored to your schedule, your lifestyle and budget. So there's no excuse not to speak to this lady. So Julia, welcome to the podcast. Um, looking amazing there, all those feathers behind you and your guitar. And I believe at some point today you might be playing that for us. Yeah. How are you? Hi, hi. Thank you so much for making me part of this wonderful podcast. I'm so thrilled, excited and honored to be a part of it. So thank you. Yes, I, I prepared a guitar and also a big drum over here, just so we have a variety. And even Chicago, <laughs> just <Hey>. in case, <laughs> if we're really going to dive on the musical <laughs> side, I'm all prepared here. <laughs> thank you. I for see, I've seen the video of you with that drum. It's huge, isn't it? And I, I saw you singing to the side of it. Yes, uh, it's my favorite drum. I can actually demonstrate it. Here. Wow, it's, it's really it's huge. I think it's 30 inches or more. Oh, it's, wow. yeah, it doesn't even fit my camera. So it's <laughs> quite the drum. And when you sing, if you can hear the sound effect or even speak, yeah, this is reverberates, wow. isn't it? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Say wow. hello, say hello, ayahuasca. Cielo, cielo, ayahuasca. Flor, se tanguió oloroso. Alta y nito troncoecito. Shungo, shungo y ariri. Alta y nito troncoecito. Shungo, shungo y Wow. So you know how it sounds. <laughs> that is, that is I, I was off like, oh, I'm just going to listen to this. That was beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. That was, that was Thank delicious. Thank you for receiving this. <laughs> Medicine song definitely get us right away. They get us mm. on the right away whether we use uh plant medicine or not but yeah. medicine songs are so charged you know it's the same feeling probably like you when you're entering the church right mm -hmm. there's so many prayers of the people so yeah. many energies are in there so many hopes and mm -hmm. uh yeah so otherwise it's just a little house a little structure why would you feel so energized and released over there it's because yeah. of the charge so same medicine songs <laughs> So many prayers happen in that. So beautiful. And I was on a call the other day with my shamanic teacher and he was talking about when we do sing songs and when we talk through rituals, we're, we're bringing in the ancestors and we're bringing all those people that have used that spell or used that song. He said, imagine them surrounding you as, as you're singing or as you're doing your rituals. He said, just imagine that energy, that power, because you've all done the same thing over and over and over. So he said, you're bringing that charge in. And that's what you're doing with that beautiful song. Where, where does that song come from? This is a Peruvian tradition song. It's usually oh. by the text of it. You can say that it was devoted to Madre Medicine Ayahuasca. Yeah. And it's a particular type of Ayahuasca Cielo, which I consider the strongest one I ever tried. It only grows in jungles of Peru. And, and the language is Quechua. Which yeah. really what you talked about, that uh, this topic that many, many people carry. So basically, song is so old, even yeah. just by the language. Quechua is such a such an old story dialect of Peru. Mm -hmm. Nobody really speaks it now. It's just such old. Can you imagine how many people and how long ago they yeah. were using song to pray? Ooh. <laughs> Beautiful, <laughs> isn't it? Mm. So, so people are probably thinking, where is this lady now? Um, you've got this beautiful accent. Um, where in the world are you? So people understand. 
<laughs> so right now I'm in sunny California, Los Angeles, um, until the end of this month. <laughs> but uh, I'm originally from Siberia, Russia. Very cold place. And uh, yeah, beautiful at the same time with lots of woods. Completely mm, different. So when, when did you first leave Russia to come to the US of A? I think I was about 28 years old yeah. when I moved over here, kind of came and started yeah. um, growing in my opera career as an opera singer mm. and so on. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. And, and, and do you still sing in opera? I actually do. Yesterday yeah. I was driving. <laughs> it was a long two hours drive. So I was <laughs> singing in the car <laughs> to entertain myself. But yes, I do. I mean, not as... I would do it before, mm. literally like every month, every second month, I would have an opera contract with Opera House. Now it's not in that place is my main business is retreats and supporting people on their healing journeys. And that's what I do on a monthly base. Uh, but from time to time, I'm invited to be um, a guest singer at some concerts. So because yeah. concerts do does not require it so much preparation and weeks of rehearsals like like a, a yeah. production opera production with costumes and staging so mm -hmm. i accept some concerts still and we uh, perform here in california nevada sometimes i fly to colorado so mm -hmm. a little bit a little bit, a little of bit. It. i fine. love it <laughs> <laughs> i've never actually been to an opera but obviously i've heard the operas on television mainly and uh, they're just amazing but the, the language it's, it's Italian, isn't it? Uh, it's actually at least seven languages. I seven would remember. Oh, wow. It's like a magic number. I play seven instruments. I sing seven languages. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I sing even more because ancient languages came into my repertoire. Uh, in my operatic repertoire, I would say I mostly work with Italian language because Verismo music like Puccini, um, that was on the table. Romantic music was my main goal. I have a, yeah. we call it in opera world, full lyric soprano. So my repertoire kind of considered to sing a lot of Italian music and also Russian music. We oh, have wow. beautiful Russian classical, classical composers who wrote also romantic music, mm. which requires my type of voice. So yeah, and German. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I sung quite a good number of, of uh, uh, <laughs> opera, uh, German opera pieces. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you've got quite a repertoire, quite a few languages there as well. I mean, do you have to actually understand the language to be able to sing the song? A hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. So the feeling, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, you should see my. Uh, uh, what would be the word for this? Uh, the the book for the opera when I learn yeah. it. Every word is translated, every word. And it's actually a lot harder for the opera singers because the language there is actually a very old one. It's like uh, when I, I speak a little bit Italian and German, and when I say to, like, try to speak to Italians, like, oh, scelerato, they're like, where did you learn this word? I'm like, isn't it like the translation of this would be like, hey, a villain or something like yeah. that. Like nobody say it like that. It's like, it, I mean, we understand <laughs> it, but it's ridiculous. I'm like, oh, okay. I think that was in 18th century. <laughs> the yeah. word from there. <laughs> old so, language. But it's I know that. beautiful yeah. to keep it alive though, isn't it? That old language. Oh Otherwise my God. It dies, yes, absolutely. It? Especially mm. such a masterpieces musical mm. masterpieces we bring these languages we bring this the energy of that time and mm. and surprisingly i've noticed now even more that every story every book i, I uh, read it's pretty much life was has always been the same <laughs> you know just the, <laughs> the scenarios the scenarios were the same the only actors were different the times were different and circumstances were different but stories are the same yeah that's true yeah and and stories just keep us alive don't we all, we all love stories and that's yeah. one of the things i'll move on to your story you oh, yeah. i was reading on your on your bio that once you weighed something like nearly 200 pounds and i mean you're amazingly thin and fit now there must have been quite a journey oh my god what was yeah. that journey that's a journey of my life yes i uh 
<laughs> it's a big topic and I'm really so proud of myself of what I've done so I have a tendency to gain weight mm -hmm. it's just like I was the biggest child even in the kindergarten already so unfortunately yes my diet when I was a child wasn't great at all mm -hmm. and uh, I wasn't supervised properly and uh, then I've lost some weight like really a lot of weight when I was doing sport gymnastics uh, yeah like my 11 years journey so i become really fit and my trainer which is like i believe my first ever mentor he, he really contributes so much in my not only physical growth but my spiritual growth he made me believe that i can so i was literally a little ball of fat like that's the reality <laughs> and all the girls who were selected for this kind of training and gymnastics they were really fit and thin and you know i felt like really excluded i felt different i felt like left behind a little bit at least in my hand in my head and uh my trainer really elevated my my spirit all the time like you can do that you can run and i was barely moving actually this is was really i was really not made for gymnastics and i become one of the top gymnasts in our group at that time just because of the work yeah. And then at age 16, when I quit gymnastics, it was just time to quit it. And a uh, few broken bones in gymnastics, uh, professional <laughs> yeah. gymnastics is not a safe sport. Right. I gained my weight back, like yeah. all of it. I was like, that was, I was 200 pounds. I was wow. stressed out. And uh, I also couldn't really manage my diet very, very well as I was first year in music college. I just moved from Siberia to Moscow, you know, so I really didn't have those tools and finances resources to really take care of myself and of mm -hmm. course i didn't have any knowledge yeah. like how to take care of myself so before my uh, physical movements were burning all those calories and stuff but now when i stopped uh and didn't have any tools how to take care of my body i gained this 200 pounds Oof, uh, i would say that the hardest was an emotional level emotional level because i was struggling i was crying at night i didn't like what i see in the mirror i didn't recognize myself and yeah so it was a journey quite a journey i started learning tools of course i made all the possible mistakes i started doing like fasting because i wanted it fast right like our mentality of human i wanted fast like lose 100 pounds in 15 days or money back guarantee that that's that's me that was my mentality so i was trying all the extreme methods also medications obviously so all kind of tricks and i realized it didn't work in the long term or didn't work out at all this is the reality and little by little i've learned how to manage my diet again with all the mistakes and excluding certain things doing this keto diet big mistake doing this high protein low carb low low fat big mistake ruined my kidney really so yeah. i've learned but through <laughs> yeah <laughs> and now finally already like i would say last seven something years i'm not only in a good shape stable shape but i also um i've healed my body literally healed my body i'm not sacrificing my health in case to achieve certain physical shape like i was doing before like cutting my carbs and stuff not eating fruits you know certain certain things eating chicken breast with 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 spinach without any oil and salt that that was literally my <laughs> yeah i looked fabulous but my kidney didn't feel fabulous yeah. at all so now i know how to manage it and still stay lean and very very much uh it's just about knowing what to do i would say being educated and prioritizing health of my body instead of shape of my body and yeah. shape it is secondary healthy body is supposed to look nice it's just just meant to be but health yeah. and no longer sacrificing it and or try experimenting especially with pills and medications yeah. side effects yeah. it's a not, journey not good <laughs> So, so do, you, do you have like a workout routine that, that keeps your body supple? Are you sort of one of these people that's into yoga and dance and things like that? I would say I love them all. And yeah. one day I feel like going for a good run. One mm -hmm. day I open to like activate my growth hormone and do like HIIT, like high intensity interval program. Yeah. Uh, some days I just 
uh, want to do stretching and yoga at home. Um, mm. I'm quite advanced, I would say advanced in yoga, yes. Uh, and someday I just go for a walk. Mm. If I'm on my period, for example, I still prefer to move my body, mm. uh, receive my vitamin D3, and I would just go for a walk. And I would consider it as a workout that day. Yeah. So it's all all kind of mixes and yeah. yeah. It's not fixed. It's good to have a, a routine that's flexible, but as long as you're doing something. Yeah. And cool. mindset. Yeah. And mindset. I, I have to admit that I use hypnotherapy, self-hypnosis, oh, to wow. motivate myself and stay in shape. Yeah. It's a beautiful um uh, technique, let's say like a workshop called Mental Bank. In my college of hypnotherapy, I graduated HMI college. Um the founder created this method. I don't know why it's still not so well known, but basically you reward yourself with the fantasy money uh, for the real positive action. And I'm doing it for about a year and a half. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. I never have to push myself to go work out or do any, anything or juicing or cleansing, even colonics, because <laughs> our subconscious mind, my subconscious mind, Every day receives some treat in the form of this fantasy money, right? Yeah. Kind of the reward, form of reward for the positive action and feels rewarded and want to do it again and again. So I kind of yeah. trained. It's a yeah. clever idea, isn't it? So, so basically, if I if I went and did some yoga, I could put some $500 in my bank. And if, if I went for a walk for half an hour, I can put $50 in my bank and keep... Yes, moving. yes, something ah, like that. Right. Yeah. That's a clever idea, yeah. isn't it? Then that motivates you because we're all... Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. we're all motivated by a level of money, aren't we? So it's a good way of doing exactly. it. Mm. Yeah, and again, like some people ask me, why is it money? It's just universal symbol of reward. Yeah, exactly. For the kid, there would be milk, you know. But but for <laughs> us, for people, we don't want to, like, how, how you want to, like, <laughs> reward yourself, <laughs> uh, a little gadget or something, I don't know. Thing. It's just not, the money works, and there are numbers there, so you calculate it at the end of the day. So it sounds so real for our subconscious yeah. mind. We keep it so busy, so it really believes, right? It's hypnotized by yeah, the process. Clever idea. And then you say to yourself, when I get to a 1,000 or 10,000, I'm going to do something special for myself. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a good idea. Cool. Yeah. That's on your website. So, yeah, the, the, obviously the links to the website will be there and people can uh, follow. Yes, I'm it. happy to share. It's number one technique, I always say. If we work on weight loss with the client, it's mm. a number one technique where mm. just I, I know the success will be guaranteed just yeah. because of that. <laughs> well, we'll use that one. I'm going to use it myself next time. I think, I think yeah, 500 yeah. for doing yoga. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Joel, when I was looking at your website, it's a beautiful website, and one of the things you say that there were many years where you couldn't express your truth out loud. Mm. And you talk about that you there was this whole complete throat reactivation. And you mentioned quite a few different things like hypnosis, meditation, breath work, breath work plant medicine. And do you, mm. can you explain to us what you mean by that? How you basically cleared your throat chakra? Did That's that help a, you with your singing? Really Mm -hmm. it's a really beautiful question thank you for that i not always ask that and it's really uh helps me right now to really express and and finalize you know structure what i've been through i've mentioned so many techniques over there that i've been doing and plants medicine i guess ayahuasca that really changed my life and and yoga and breath work and this is all truth it's not yeah. like a one element really Maybe one was uh, contributing a little bit more into my growth than another one, but all together exactly, you know, uh, yeah. worked and created this environment for me to heal. I would just say it shortly like this, as a professional singer, right? I, I, I thought and I was considered to know so much about how to express my voice. And on a stage, especially as an opera singer, you know, we sing without microphones, right? We sing with acoustically, which you have to have very powerful voice, like full control on your breath and your vocal cords and your larynx, because you have to kind of sound loud and beautiful in a room of 2,000 or 4,000 people. It's, mm -hmm. it's a skill, really, to be able to control your voice on that level. So, and I think even by choosing becoming opera singer, I already kind of strategy, have a strategy how to activate my, there was a need. So, um, a little bit about my childhood that uh, I really had an unhealthy situation and 
because of that, I've been raped many times and uh, by the lovers of my mother. So it was quite a situation. And I was holding it. I didn't share it with my mother in the first place because the child doesn't really understand what happened and how to explain. When I was older, I was still holding it because, I don't know, I was kind of ashamed or something. And then I realized that I ruined my relationships with mother, which actually exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was holding it. So on one side, I was sitting opera. And on the other side, as a, as a person, I could even say basic things like, hey, uh, I, I've been raped. Yeah. I couldn't say that. And I was holding this, still emotional. <laughs> I was holding this for so long. And only at age 35, I uh, finally decided to talk to my mother. And uh, the fear was holding. Ben after I talked to her, and unfortunately, she didn't take it the way she said that she was a great mother and I have a imagination or illusions because I drink too much ayahuasca. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely narcissistic, uh, narcissistic situation was there involved. And, um, but I'm still so deeply proud of myself that I was able to express it. And since that, when I basically lost relationships with my mother, but I was able to express my truth, the activation started happening. I started finally, so the, I, what I mean, total activation, and that's I also what I also teach at, at my classes and my mentorships and courses, it's not only learning how to sound well, but sound truth. Mm. That's what it is. We speak our truth. And I believe person like myself, for sure, if I hold something back, something holds me back, I'm not able to sound true because yeah. I'm just not expressed. I don't allow myself to be hurt yeah. on, on this level. If I cannot speak out my truth, I cannot really consider that I have an activated throat center. Sinning helps activate it because there is the need. I noticed that actually people who wants to become famous singer, especially famous singer. What, what does this come from, this need? I had that. I wanted to be a superstar, and that's why I did this whole TV career and was traveling, America's Got Talent. And, and yeah, and why would I need that? Why? What part of me needs that? Because I wanted to express something. I wanted approval from others, and like I didn't receive from the parents and stuff. The childhood trauma clearly represented in pretty much every case. So complete activation happened when I really realized who I am, where are my boundaries, and the people that around me is like require to respect my boundaries. That is a requirement now. And I speak my truth. Mm. I speak my truth. I never hold it anymore for like 35 years. I speak mm -hmm. my truth. Even if my truth will cost me relationships with this person. This is, so yeah, that's, I, I hope I answer it really. <laughs> that's, that's, that's beautiful. It's powerful. And, there's, and there are so many people that are holding their truth. That it's locked in their hearts. And, and, and so many people hold trauma in their body somewhere. And that comes out as, as a pain or a disease, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, my God. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. And we hold it in our liver and kidney for sure. Yeah. It's once. Yeah. yeah. The anger and the un un unexpressed feelings. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank uh, you for you, the question. <laughs> that's a beautiful answer. And it, one of the things you also talk about is that you, you hold so many retreats. I think, I think you said you've held more than 100, which is absolutely amazing. Um, is, are there some treats, retreats coming up now that you, you want to share? And are, is there one that's like special to you that you'd love people to come on and uh, join you? Oh, yes. I host retreats every month and springtime and summertime, even two or three times a month. So it's a lot. Of, and I'm talking <laughs> only about group retreats right now that are official on my website. Uh, but I also hold private retreats from just one-on-one -on -one or people... Uh, requested for their groups uh, that they select so I definitely I think I'm getting closer to 200 retreats right now that I've hosted <laughs> wow <laughs> about special as so the next one will be an um, 
March 15th through 17th. It's already sold out. I don't have a spot over there. And next one that's available will be April 5th through 7th. And then uh, it's actually a lot of a lot of dates. Uh, yeah, you can check it on my website. There's a special one. I mean, they are so special, all special to me. And sometimes I um, even change the name of the retreat and the retreat suddenly start having a little bit different vibe. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I constantly upgrade the, the program of the retreat. It's never the same. People who came to the same retreat, one of it's like finding inner peace retreat when we practice yoga, meditation, hiking, rituals, um, it's a literally wellness retreat. Like we also jump into ice bath. <laughs> we use hypnotherapy. I teach self-hypnosis. So people come home equipped. We do nail board standing. So it's all kind of challenges and relaxation in the same weekend. And I always upgrade it by bringing new teachers. So sometimes we do very advanced ecstatic dance, some somatic healing. So I always upgrade it. And uh, now some tantric practices as I started teaching tantra. So a little bit here and there to give people a little taste where else they can go and uh, try to learn about themselves. So, I mean, they're all so special to me. <laughs> and focusing now on this wellness retreats, finding inner peace and tantric retreats, which attracts so many couples. And I'm really working so hard <laughs> to get myself to that place when I will be in beautiful relationships as well. So, um, and of course, for the story I shared earlier about rapes, it's so yeah. helpful for me to really heal my sexual energy, to be at peace with yeah. that. So to not to have fear anymore yeah. towards men and in general, trusting people. So Tantra for me is a pretty special, pretty special. <laughs> So I think lots of people have heard of Tantra and they, they have an idea in their head. Do you want to expand slightly for us what Tantra is? Yes. Uh, so I, I've learned from a few teachers and uh, some of them are, uh, you know, like traditional yogic tradition. So it's a Tantra yoga we involve. And I learned a little bit from Tao. So it's more about energy movement. So uh sometimes even when i teach my students in the beginning they feel like oh my god what is it is it really tantra are you sure it's tantra so it's mostly about knowing where your organs are how they work how energy moves through your body so basically it looks like a health uh you know course or something like that and but only through that, actually, when you know exactly when your kidney is, how it feels when you squeeze, how how your body, how your hormonal level changes when you change your breath, for example, such a simple thing, right? Simple adjustment, very tiny one. And just by knowing this, people can start feeling more in their body. They pay attention. And their consciousness is on a different level. And there is also a big part of Tantra is slowing down. So it's also very therapeutic, just slow down our life, our thoughts, our breath, and become one with the partner through the breath work. So we're kind of mimicking their breath. And by that already connection happens. So it's very deep. And like Osho said, uh, Tantra is not about sex, guys. So, uh, tantra is about super consciousness super awareness of your body of your thoughts of uh, who you are right it's not about sex sex is just where we meet <laughs> sex is just something we uh let's say like we don't really have a beautiful sex experiences or become numb on some for some reason uh and this bothers me. That's why I want to learn about this. And I want to go to tantric course or tantric retreat. But the truth is that something on the level of consciousness or subconscious mm -hmm. is not okay, right? So awareness is not there. Probably during lovemaking, person is not really in their body, like 100%, not in their body. And in their head, without even knowing this, until they start practicing certain exercises, like, oh, now I see that I'm challenged by placing my attention in my body, my feelings, and now I know that I'm basically separating. That's why pleasure or orgasm or relaxation is not even possible for me. Hmm. So this kind of work. <laughs> Beautiful. 
It's gorgeous. Thank you for that. And your guitar is behind you. Did oh. you want to uh, share a, a song with us? Yes. Oh, that'd be amazing. So happy to do that. Yes. I'm making more room. Are we feeling for another medicine song or maybe uh, just English song? I mean, they are all, all kind. I, I, I'm uh, accepting <laughs> requests. <laughs> yeah, let's go for an English song. Let's see what comes okay. through. That'd be beautiful, yes. This is something that everyone can learn right away. And I really like to play it in my ceremonies and retreats. So it's like a request and a response. So welcome to join if you listen to it. <laughs> All that I am, I offer at the altar of love. All that I am, I offer at the altar of love. In sweet, Surrender, surrender. All that I am, I offer the altar of love. All that I am. I offer a the altar of love. It's sweet surrender. It's sweet surrender. All that I have. I offer at the altar of love all that I am. I offer at the altar of love and sweet surrender and sweet. Surrender. Okay, there we go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can that all day. All day. I was like, I just, I've gone somewhere calm and peaceful. It's beautiful. Thank you for yeah, sharing. It's really that. easy to follow, right? In a few rounds, you kind of just like a mantra. You just imagine everyone sitting there swaying and singing it, sitting around a fire after a long day. Beautiful. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and the lyrics are so simple and really all that I am, I offer at the altar of love. And if you just keep repeating, keep focusing on it, it's mm. just like affirmation, mantra for yeah. healing or really focusing our attention to be at the place of love. Mm, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> love medicine songs. That's uh, also something that I uh, made a part of my vocal courses before I was only teaching people activating uh, their vocal center and uh, connected mm. with their gut, right? With the intuition, with the self-awareness, so psychological and singing part. And now I also offer... Uh, medicine songs for learning because oh. many people really want to experience that learn about it deepen their relationship with plant medicine and that's how we do that through learning their prayers their songs it's beautiful and do you normally go to sort of places like peru and colombia to, uh, to to have your plant medicine ceremonies uh yes i go to uh Peru mostly, and uh, I have teachers that I work with who are from Brazil as well and mm. from Colombia, but mainly my teachers are from Peru, mm. and I work with tribe Shipibo. Yeah. It's very well known in like medicine circles, yes. I've been yeah. doing it for quite a while and uh, also part of this training, and mm -hmm. uh, cell growth is doing dieta, spiritual diet, 
It's when not only plant medicine, ayahuasca involved, but we also are very limited in terms of how much food we take. So it's basically almost fasting for yeah. a couple of weeks and um, eating very a little bit of specific food, which is like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. you want, you're hungry there. And uh, <laughs> drinking ayahuasca every second day and on the top of it, adding specific plants that's supposed to clean either your like joints, parts of the body, or bring you or deepen your journey with ayahuasca. So it's quite intense journey. I would say usually people after only like maybe five or some, a few years of working with medicine, only after that, they're ready for dieta like that, because it is next level of challenge. Yeah. I've only ever done one set of ayahuasca's I, I went to Colombia and uh, that was beautiful it was like five days in a row we did some day ones and evening ones and uh, yes. yeah I completely changed the whole trajectory of my life uh, I, mm. I met gods and goddesses and saw things that I was extremely afraid of and saw other things that made me go oh it's this we are one and yeah it's yes something that many people are afraid of but it's if if you do it you you realize it's beautiful yeah. It's it really changed my life and uh by the way I just want to really share this short journey some people like you come there for a spiritual experience and that's it's profound for me ayahuasca came literally a last second of of my life because I was literally prepared mm -hmm. to kill myself I was on the verge of suicide it was I was it and I was ready for it and just was a call of my friend and she said what are you doing and I was really honest. Uh, I didn't try to hide it. I said, well, I'm staying on my balcony on 15th floor and I'm thinking just like make this step forward. Um, she's like, well, there is an ayahuasca ceremony next weekend if you want to try before you do the balcony journey. <laughs> uh, she was kind of sarcastic, you know, but she was perfect that she time. Yeah. yeah, she brought me back a little bit. <laughs> and I said, well, she, and she also mentioned, you will never be the same. It might be extremely challenging. And I said, like, well, if I'm ready to give up on this life, like, what would I lose? Like, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. And, uh, yeah, I came to the ceremony and literally, exactly, it was very challenging. It was mm. going to the hell and back to mm. me, personally, extremely yeah. challenging. But in the morning, I woke up a different person and I wanted to leave and uh there was second ceremony and i i literally found out such a incredible sense of self-love that i didn't need any other's love in this world to feel satisfied appreciated and cherished i love myself i am all i have all i need <laughs> there was such a profound you know like every guru basically every spiritual teacher says it everywhere from every corner right but I, I i didn't receive it until ayahuasca kind of spoke it from inside of my being i truly realized yes i am love i am loved and i love everyone and everything with boundaries <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's beautiful yeah and it's so true we, we hear all the gurus telling us things and we read all these books but it's external to us until we actually feel it inside ourselves. And that's what I found with the plant medicine. It, you can actually feel it moving through you. You feel it going through my colon and through my kidneys and then I felt it in my lungs. I'm like, what is this? I'm, I'm, I've been taken over by something. And then you see stuff and it's uh, I, it's very hard to explain, isn't it? And But it's it's profound, It, it very it's true. It's yeah. something else. I'm so grateful. I, I keep saying that ayahuasca has changed my life. It divided my life to before and after, mm. literally before and after. I've never been the same since the, my friend was right. I've never been the same <laughs> since I, I tried it. And I've had my battles, my wrestling moments with medicine. I was drinking it a lot in the beginning. Then I started feeling like, no, I don't want to drink it at all. Mm. When one thing layers of problems yeah. start kind of showing up on the surface and the mother situation. I was like, okay, I wish I would never drink and this would never come out. <laughs> now I have to deal with this all <laughs> problems by being adult, <laughs> literally, like mentally adult person and really take responsibility. 
even I have to cut people like my mother, gosh. And mm. so it was it was the bottles with ayahuasca at some point. And but then I was learning more and more. I noticed when I stopped drinking it, my life is kind of slipping into these old patterns. Mm. When I drink it, I feel strong, I feel myself, I love the way I supposed to love my reality, yet the boundaries and changes has to come my way. And I afraid to take steps towards it. So it's kind of drinking ayahuasca. It's making my life better, but it's harder. Mm. It is yeah. harder. Making Not you challenges, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Not easier on some way in terms of like, you don't have to be adult anymore. You don't have to take responsibilities for making those decisions. But you're pretty much so depressed, unhappy, and don't want to leave. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's the only way. <laughs> if you want to live happy, the instant, instant inner work required. So well, I'm glad your, glad your friend took you away from the balcony and <laughs> got you to go on the... Yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful story. So it sounds like you're a very busy woman. That, do you have any... Do you have any spare time and what do you do in your spare time or do you just do is everything your spare time yes i'm actually trying to find a very good balance last few months was even harder because mm. i'm building my retreat property in joshua tree my own property that i will call a retreat center soon so it's even less free time in my hands but when i love doing it i love singing mm. which people may say like that but that's what you teach <laughs> leaving <laughs> and that's what you do at ceremonies uh, yes but yes when i want to take a moment and grab my guitar mm -hmm. and i just maybe write a song or just play a song i know i definitely love to connect with nature that's that's something i really adore we can also consider it as like going hiking it mm -hmm. is kind of workout i mean i would say yes but also a rest for me and I sometimes go and play volleyball at the beach as well. We have a team over there. <laughs> and of course, I love to talk to my close friends, spend time with them. I prioritize spending time with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. My family, my spirit family, my community is as precious. And uh, it's not about needing validation going somewhere. I mean, it's just being surrounded being kind of fed it watered as a plant as a flower being watered by this energy of my community it means a lot to me that's yeah. my favorite ways of yeah spending time just nourishing probably my roots and sometimes also reading good books hmm? that is not about work or not about anything like that but so funny every time like i started to learn tantra i started reading tantric books and eventually eventually i start teaching tantra so i cannot really say so everything i do for fun i would say like that eventually kind of involves me into that state that i want to be stronger and that dive deeper and eternally it, it kind of eventually it becomes either a course or my program but in the beginning it really was my intention, the intention was to heal certain parts of me, find out certain things. So, yeah, self, uh, self-realization path is kind of something that uh, I'm trying to be the most time of my life. And through the books, through the music, through the practices, and of course, practicing Tantra and yoga by myself is, it's fun. Beautiful. So you, you're, so you were talking about this place, was it Joshua Tree? Yes, it's so, a so tree that you're creating. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I've got five acres with a oh, beautiful wow. little, like not big ones, but small mountains view. There are not a big ones, but I have a 16 Joshua trees at my property. Nice. So I'm going to make a kind of a little altars around each tree because it's yeah. a precious there. It's a pressure. Yeah. Wow, I look forward to uh, seeing that. I think I might need to pop over and uh, please come to experience. California. <laughs> please come to California. That would be a space. Uh, I'm bringing. Uh, there is already already electricity, like over the grid electricity version, and it's going to be um, eco friendly. Mm. Uh, structure at least as much as i can do it so far it is absolutely eco so we reuse all the gray water to feed the plants 
and yeah. uh, the property yeah so it'll be very beautiful safe self-sustainable with uh uh compost situation so i can plant uh feed the plants and uh make it easier for them you know the soil there is not so rich so i want to be helpful for my land <laughs> going to be a good steward <laughs> sounds amazing wow so one last question for you yes and you've obviously had an amazing life you've been here for what is it nearly four decades or a bit more I won't give you an age away, <laughs> but <laughs> what's, what's one life lesson you'd like to share with the audience? Life lesson. Hmm. There are so many every day I learn. I would just say probably that's what mm, be very useful for a specific segment of people, especially for those who were raised by parents, narcissists, or in relationships with narcissists, being married narcissists, for that, those kind of people. Uh, life lesson would be to question, really question, especially when we talk about everything, everyone around us, but especially people we trust the most and we call them family or loved ones, really question is the intention of this person to support me on my mission on getting healthier, more happy, etc., etc. So this intention of this person really contributes in my well-being on all the levels, in all the dimensions, or not? Because this is a, this is a, a life lesson I've learned, and as a victim. I don't like this word, but kind of victim of a narcissist. Um, we keep attracting those people in our life. And unfortunately, because if our parents were narcissists, we do not even question. We, we kind of name it. Like, I feel something intuitively, but also I don't want to question it. Like, no, whenever my parents said, this is right. That's it. Everything I think is just like weird question and stop thinking. That's it. Just trust your parents, right? The same we do with our partners, our friends and our adult life. And I've learned over and over again, over and over again, the same lesson is when I completely trust someone and their intentions are good towards me, I pay very high price. It is so painful. And it's again, it's not a problem about this person who did this to me. They gave us signs of something that we have to question, you know. So really questioning ourselves, the question, uh, this question is this person really have intention to contribute in my well-being on all the levels? Or I doubt. And if I doubt, just maybe go there and find out what's not aligned with our goals. If we are, you know, going same path, same way, or maybe not. Maybe there are selfish reasons. Maybe there's manipulative reasons behind that. So quite interesting maybe something you did not expect to hear that maybe some people will say hey believe in yourself never give up and i'm like question <laughs> the people around you can be trusted basically <laughs> and yeah. by that um yeah, yeah it will create probably the most amazing and healthy environment yeah. an environment will create our future yeah the bright future, beautiful future. So that would be my life lesson that I learned in 42 years. Yeah. <laughs> this is my life lesson. Questioning. <laughs> questioning myself. Questioning my intentions. Questioning other people's intentions. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total, makes total sense. And as you say, then you can surround yourself with people that have unconditional love for you people that are celebrating what you do and assisting you and not dragging you back i always see that picture of the butterfly trying to fly away but it's connected by a piece of string to a huge big rock and i think there's many of us of that we've got our wings we're trying to fly away but we've got family past, the past holding us back and, and we, we just need to cut the cord so we can fly away and be our true selves yeah. so true so true or i could even rephrase this kind of uh my, my answer rephrase into really really check on the environment mm. every time when you have something choose the best you can choose yeah really the best 
for yourself the best friends the most amazing caring people the best apartment you can afford the best mm -hmm. food the best healthy food for yourself mm -hmm. uh the best discipline you show up for yourself and environment is definitely it's it's quality people not like oh you know what i just moved to the city i didn't meet anyone better so i hang out with these people you know you know whiskey yeah. bar you know <laughs> no judgment <laughs> but just you know what i mean when people kind of find excuses for why would i hang out with these people uh no you don't need excuses actually just really wait for the right environment to come attract it become it and magnetize this this environment with your own energy with your own self-work so environment yes on all the levels changes us and um yeah community environment community beautiful i can see that joshua tree is going to be amazing yeah, i think it's definitely i need to write that in my list of i will go to joshua tree my environment in Joshua Tree and five acres by myself would be my snakes, birds, and Joshua trees. <laughs> That's my environment there. So basically, my environment is solitude there. Mm. That's my environment and and nature. Beautiful teacher. Yeah, definitely. Teacher. Beautiful. Well, Julia, it's been absolutely amazing speaking with you, and I'm sure the community is going to send you lots of love, as I do now. So. Uh, Thank you for your time and uh, best of luck with Joshua Tree. And uh, I hope that all comes together. And, uh, you share or carry on sharing your heart of the world. It's beautiful to have met you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your kind words. I'm really grateful for what you do for the community as well, for your teaching, mystic, mystical teachings, and for shamanic trainings you provide. I'm really grateful for what you do and for bringing other people like myself and introducing. Uh, all of us to new modalities, to new stories and new workshops, new retreats, new possibilities for self-growth and self-development. Thank you, really, really, really thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs>